Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, my friends. Andy Orr with the Andy Falco TV show coming to you live from Brea, California. I'm so happy to be with you here on this Sunday. I almost said Saturday. You know, since COVID-19 pandemic, you know, quarantine thing started, I've lost track of the days. They all start to blend together. It really doesn't matter. Uh, even on the weekends, I do score because it's so hard to get all the schoolwork done during the week. Uh, I'm excited about the show because we're going to be talking about some stuff that I think is going to be really intriguing. Uh, I want to go deep. So I, I, I brought a guest on with me uh, in just a moment. I'll have Jeff come on. He'll, he'll uh, give you a little bit of, of his credentials. Uh, he's part of my mastermind group. He's a, he's a, a coach, a personal coach, uh, and just has some great credentials. And I can't wait till we uh, bring him on to talk about the fear that many politicians and the media is really uh, surviving on and really uh, making it possible to, to bring this rift between uh, two two aspects of the United States. You got the, you know, you got the conservatives, you got the liberals, and then you got a bunch of people in between. You got the independents who really don't, not sure which way they're going to go. And, um, and it's just, it's been a very interesting couple months because what has happened, I think during the pandemic, it really uh, is bringing out and exposing a lot of um, a politicians desire to really, uh, you know, get a, a huge following based on sending out messages, messages of fear. Uh, and, and people are be beginning to believe it. Um, as more and more truths come out about how the, uh, the Russia investigation was based on a lie, when you have um, uh, things like the Me Too movement, which was you know, so real when, they, we were, when we were nominating a Supreme Court justice, and now suddenly it's not as real. <laughs> now it's not what it was you know, back uh, you know, just a, a year or two ago when, uh, during the, uh, the confirmation hearings, how it was so important to listen to every woman who said that she had been raped, which is, is something that's important. I was a sex crimes detective at the city of Anaheim, so I'm not saying that you don't need to listen to them, but there are some aspects that you need to also consider uh, when somebody brings up charges against somebody uh, and claims against somebody. But suddenly when it's on the other side of the aisle, when somebody uh, you know that's representing the liberal side of things now, suddenly the Me Too movement is not that important. <laughs> and it's now like gone to the wayside, like, well, everybody needs to be believed until they start uh, accusing somebody on our side of the party. So there's these things that are kind of happening and it has to do with human behavior and messaging. Uh, and that's why I'm bringing my guest on because he has a lot more information about that kind of stuff. And I'm looking forward to what he has to say. So this is gonna be a really fun interview, really not an interview. This is a co-op in discussing what is going on here in the United States of America and uh, in some of the things that you make. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of conservatives that are on all of my list that come on here, but I know that liberals follow me because I get really nasty message messages from some of them. <laughs> and it's been kind of fun getting those messages. I've been called all kinds of names. Uh, I got one just yesterday that said, um, you know, something like laugh out loud, 
why don't you go go to church? Don't wear a mask and sit sit next to somebody's co coffee, uh, coughing uh, with your children. It was, a, you know, it was a nasty message. So I know that liberals watch what I'm doing. Uh, I have liberal friends, which is perfectly fine. I, I care for them just as much as I care for anybody else. And I hope that they will listen and kind of get something out of this. And so uh, again, I, I think this is a really fun show uh, to really point out some of the hypocrisy that's going on out there and uh, see what you think. And, and as soon as I get through playing the intro video, we'll bring on Jeff. We'll let him talk about his credentials a little bit. And then we'll get started with our discussion. All right. So right after this, we'll meet Jeff. that i was so busy watching my son that the song was so <laughs> it's to get you moving and my son was dancing over here on the other side of the lights and i completely forgot it we got enthralled hey jeff what's happening how you doing andy <laughs> what a professional show i got going on here right <laughs> i love it man i love it <laughs> so jeff first of all you know the reason i didn't say your last name because i didn't ask you how to pronounce it properly and i am notorious for killing last names how do i say your last name fall dolan Faldalin. Yep. See, I probably would have said something completely different. So I'm yep, glad I asked yep, you. Yep. So it is Jeff, not spelled phonetically correct. Yes. Yeah, it is a little wacky, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people always ask me, how do you get a name Falco Jimenez? I go, oh, you don't even want to know. It's a very long story. So, Jeff, <laughs> uh, first, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you do it for, and why we should even bother listening to you today. Yeah, so I'm a performance coach. Um, with I work with entrepreneurs and really help them with their mindset, helping them understand what's important about who they are, getting their purpose clear, stuff like that, and dealing with the subconscious, right? I do, do a lot of that. So I've got master's in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, lots of different disciplines under doing hypnosis. Um, so yeah, that's some of my credentials. Plus, been doing this for 30 years. Awesome. So yeah. hypnosis, hypnosis is a very tricky thing. I know that uh, there was a period of time. I was a magician. I don't know if you know this. I was a magician, did magic, did juggling, um, was a, a comedian magician. I worked at restaurants and all that kind of stuff. So in that line of work, you run into other comedians and, um, uh, you know, people put people under his, uh, hypnosis. You know, the, they have kind of fun. They, do, right. they make a skit around that kind of stuff. And uh, so many people would try. I could not go under hypnosis. However, mm -hmm. as a police officer, I got involved in a couple of shootings, a couple of crashes, um, saw a baby burn up, uh, burn alive in a car and uh, some other things. And, and there were some struggles. I had some struggles, <laughs> uh, went to a psychiatrist um, and um, wow. wow, what a powerful tool hypnosis is because finally, mm -hmm. whatever, he, whatever he did, he did it differently, did it in a way virtually changed my life. It, it was mm -hmm. amazing. So um, I, I have high praise for those of you that can do it right. And I'm guessing you've been doing it for a very mm -hmm. long time. You can do it right. Yep. Uh, what do you think the trick is? Why, why with some people it can be successful and other people it's not? Well, just in the context of what you said is the environment, right? I mean, stage mm -hmm. hip, stage hip Hypnosis is much different than hypnotherapy. I mean, right? It's it's a whole different environment. It's a whole different intention. Um, you know, and and it's interesting. A lot of people when you bring and I, and I'm I'm not one of those people that talk about being a hypnotherapist just because so many people have seen um, stage hypnotists and they well, I, I, you can't hypnotize me because they don't want to look like somebody quacking like a duck and doing crazy things, right? 
So I'm real reluctant in even sharing that. But and and some of it too is just where you're at in that time of your life. I mean, pain is a great motivator, right? Yeah. And and if we want to get rid of something, we are a lot more willing to try things to find the remedy. So yeah, it's just putting it in context is a big part of it. You know, it's kind of interesting. We 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 started like, talking about this, and we didn't script this at all. I just asked no. Jeff, and we were talking about something else, and I said, "Hey, why don't you come on my show tonight?" I think that uh, it'll be good for us to kind of talk through this because we sure. have uh, many of the same feelings and beliefs about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But um, so what what you were just talking about was that um, the pain that the pain that I was going through mentally, because mm-hmm. I would get lost. I would I would drive. I would you know. I'd, I'd be going somewhere that I've gone hundreds of times before throughout my life. And I was in my late, uh, late 30s, early 40s, I think, when most of this was happening. And so I'd be going to someplace in Pasadena. I've grown up in Southern California all my life. I've been to Pasadena, I can't tell you how many times. Great restaurants, great nightlife over there. And uh, was taking a, a, a girlfriend on a date and literally got lost going mm-hmm. to the city of Pasadena and ended up in San Bernardino. Two completely different cities, by the way, <laughs> and uh, had no idea how I got there. And that was not the only time. That was, you know, serious. It was a very serious problem. I was having anxiety attacks, attacks where I thought I was going to die, and there was a lot going on. And so now into our discussion is that I that is when I really, you know, I, I always knew the brain was a powerful thing, but really, a, an injured brain is is a huge uh, issue in regard to your overall health. I, yep. I began to learn. My blood pressure was high. I couldn't sleep. Um, you know, the, the anxiety that was going on was just in, incredibly uh, painful because I thought I was going to die. Um, and not having that really made my life very, very difficult. Uh, and then the hypnosis, you know, taught me a whole lot about, wow, that it's amazing when it's done right, how much a difference it can make. Um, and so even in a mostly healthy brain, there's so much uh, that um, that we maybe don't know, but there's so much that we do know. And that is uh, once the brain is put into fear or um, is, uh, you know, told over and over again that, you know, you're going to die <laughs> from right. COVID-19, uh, right. you get told, right, right with, your, with the messaging from the media over yeah. and over again, if you leave your house, you're going to die. If you don't wear a yeah. mask, you're going to die. If you yeah. uh, get within six feet of somebody, you're going to die, right? It's it's really that strong of a message. And Absolutely. the media has learned to use that very powerful. Absolutely. What what do you what do you think about you absolutely know, that discussion? and so and, and it yeah it's interesting how this is unfolded and i'm so glad we really didn't talk a lot about how, what we're going to talk about because i didn't know that you were a magician and <laughs> so so saying that you have you have some skills that i've actually wanted to um go down the road of is because we've you know magicians are entertaining and i and i like what magicians are being able to do but the the thing with with the magician is that they use sleight of hand, right? Where someone with NLP or sometimes politicians or mm-hmm. hypnosis or something like that, they use what they call sleight of mouth, right? It's being able so like with you as a magician, you get somebody to focus over here and you do the trick back here, right? It's the same thing with sleight of mouth. I can say something that gets you to focus over here and get your conscious mind to focus on it. And then I can communicate back here with your unconscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. So it's called sleight of mouth, right? And understanding if I can direct where I get you to focus your attention, that expands. And, And knowing that your subconscious mind takes everything literally and it does not understand the difference between positive and negative, Right. And this is what gets real interesting when you hear somebody 
complaining or saying something about somebody else, the thing that they don't understand is that, is that the subconscious mind thinks that they're actually saying it about themselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't understand and, and it creates this, it's our subconscious mind also creates our perception, right? And so what you see is a reflection of who you are, right? And there's, I love telling people that this is, is there's, there's one reality and 8 billion interpretations of it, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth in that, but, yeah. but understanding, you know, if what we focus on expands and the more it expands, the more we become subject to it, right? And one of the greatest ways to control somebody is to put them in a state of fear, right? And, and then, and that's interesting what, you know, politicians and a lot of people, I really, this was some of the stuff that was just absolutely eye-opening to me when I was going and get my, first when I got my practitioner's levels in NLP, and then I went back down and got my master's at it. It was like, oh my gosh, this stuff mm. is powerful in helping people understand. So politicians understand something that most Americans don't. And why should they? Because they haven't been, it hasn't been pointed out to them because they're not in enough pain, kind of like you and why hypnosis didn't work and why it did work. When you're in enough pain, you start questioning, why am I in this much pain? And when people start recognizing that where politicians want you to go, um, you might want to start questioning what their tactics are. So headlines are to get your attention, right? I'm going to put this headline out there to grab your attention and then get them into reading the story. Just like you, you're a marketer. We understand that the headline is to get their attention, to stop them in their tracks. And then the next line is to get them to read the next line and the next line and the next line, right? Well, what happens is I've read five lines of this article or listened to five sentences of this video or whatever. Now I've done this thing called commitment and consistency. Now I have to stay consistent with finishing what this message is because our mind doesn't like leaving things undone. Right, and right. then we, and then the politicians, politicians are very, very, very good at linguistics. They are very good at it. And I mean, when I was taking my um, masters, it was right after, um, well, it was a little while after that, but they showed a video of Rumstead, I think Rumstead or Rumsfeld or whoever, the guy was back in 9-11 said something. He says, there are things that we don't know. There are things that we know. And then there are things that we don't know that we don't know. That's his answer <laughs> to a question. And and it was an accurate answer, but it was so ambiguous that we just kind of went, wow. Right. right and, right. you know, and, and this is one of the things I teach my clients when I'm working with them is think about, this is not about politics. It's understanding the propaganda that they use. Think about what was Obama's first campaign. It was one word. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It was one word. It was change. Change, yes. yes. Okay? So when somebody sees, I am for change, what the, what the voter sees is, I, he is going to change what I want changed. And they mm. project that onto that word. Right? Then what was his next campaign? It was hope. Oh, so I project onto that slogan what I believe hope is. And that's how propaganda works. That's how languaging works, right? Is understanding that the words we use are not the item or what they represent. So knowing (laughs) politicians, lawyers, lawyers are very, very, very good at this because 
they have to create a story to get you to believe that this story is favorable to their client, right? And that's and so they're very, very good at orchestrating these stories in a way that convinces the jury to believe that their client is either, well, most cases, obviously not guilty. So yeah, let, propaganda. Let me, let, me, let me play a video um, uh, of Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. uh, at, and the only thing I, can, I can't tell you is the context of how this came up. I know it was on C-SPAN, but she's talking about kind of what you're, you're talking mm -hmm. about in, in a way. And yeah. I think it's important to hear from her because it's going to lead <laughs> me into, into the next bit of, uh, uh, of, of this stuff that we're talking about. Right. But I think it's really important to hear Nancy Pelosi say what she says because mm -hmm. uh, of what happened uh, in 2016 and a little bit before that. So here we right. go. Let me bring on Nancy for you. I got to mute my mic. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear. How, how interesting, oops, how interesting is that? Uh, and so this is going to bring me into, with that in mind, you have Donald Trump, who previous to saying he's going to run for president, was, uh, you know, he may have been a little bit polarizing, but uh, most of the people that hate him now liked him. <laughs> and, uh, and in some cases, they loved him, right? Yeah. His show was very popular, The Apprentice. I, unfortunately, mm -hmm. now I wish I would have watched it because now I want to know what all the hubbub was about. But, um, but there were a lot of people liked him, right? Even like Howard Stern, who now talks way bad stuff about him uh, and, uh, and a whole bunch of other people. The Clintons were friends with him. They, they went to his wedding, right? They were they guests at his wedding. And then he... He's running for president. He makes it through the nominations and gets the nomination. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. About then is when I said this guy's going to get elected because he knows social media. He knows what people, he, he feels strongly uh, about what he's going to tell the Republicans, what he wants to do. He wants to drain the swamp. This is huge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that would, didn't believe that immigration was being run well. Um, his, his messaging, you know, was either fantastic for people that were against illegal immigration. I want to make sure and say illegal immigration. It's written up here, illegal immigration. I'm not talking about legal immigration now. Everybody calm down. Um, and so, but he was very clear. Now, he, the way he says it, you know, gave people some room to say that he was all these bad names, right? That he was a, a racist. Um, uh, uh, then, then other things would happen where he was a homophobe and then he was a rapist and he was all these things. And so this is where those words start to come out, where they're, they're giving him names, uh, both the, the politicians on the Democratic side and the media, strangely enough. And I, and I want to talk about how the media got caught up into all this stuff, but just first start with the politicians, rapist, um, uh, 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 racist, um, mis misogynist, uh, woman hater, women hate him, they would say. Uh, all these things, mm -hmm. they started that before the election 
and yet he still got elected, <laughs> which I think really pissed them off, right? It really made them angry oh, yeah. and scared because they were spying on him and doing a bunch of stuff prior to that, and now they're going to get caught. And so they had to do a whole bunch of stuff not to get caught, right? Uh, and so they created this false uh, steel dossier, which was paid for by um, Hillary Clinton and the DNC. You have all this stuff, but this is where the media comes in, right? This is where the media goes, wait a minute, he's all these things too. Do you have any idea? Well, let's go ahead and start with the politicians. Was Is that what Nancy was talking about? Did they, did they consciously begin that process of demonizing him? Or was it, what was it? I, it just doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Absolutely. It's strategies. Yeah. It's all strategies. And, and what I would encourage everybody to do is there is a book that you can get on, on Google. It's called Propaganda. It was written back in the 40s. And I would encourage all of your listeners to go and download that book. Okay? Because then you can understand how they're using their languaging in order to get their agendas. Okay? And, and absolutely. So somebody, I'm just going to go with what I knew before I had this conversation with this person because the biggest movie of all time, the biggest movie of all time, biggest selling ticket movie of all time was the movie Avatar. Somebody just told me recently that there was something that beat it called Modern Marvels or something like that. I don't know, but I'm going with Avatar. And, and the reason that movie became so successful was there was a number of themes that were playing in that movie. And, and I remember when I watched it the very first time, I was studying one of our good old marketing friends that used the word shenanigan. I, I love your intro, by the way. That's great. <laughs> but, but I was watching, and I was studying him a whole bunch back then. And what, he was talking about the different themes that people use in marketing. One of them is the small town makes it big or small town hero, right? A, a small town hero makes it big or the reluctant hero, right? Which is two themes that played in Avatar. But then there was another one that was massively in Avatar and that is us versus them. Us versus them is a powerful, powerful way to seduce people into polarizing what ends up happening. The issue with it is, see, we don't have a public, we don't have an issue of Democrat or Republican. That's not the issue. The issue is us understanding our own humanity, which a lot right. of people haven't taken the time and really looked at them, just like with you. And and there's lots more to lots more to the situation than what you shared, obviously. But at one time in your life, hypnosis didn't work, right? You had some events that put you into a different state of mind that when you came to it, now you're on the other side of it going, this is the best thing. I mean, it's amazing, right? Hypnosis is freaking powerful. But a lot of people's resistance around it is because they don't know what it is. So they demonize it, just like she's talking about. They demonize it, right? And, and that's the us versus them model, right? Let's demonize these guys so that you can be on our tribe. And this is tapping into a primal brain fear. Our biggest fear as humans is to be separated from our tribe. So that's what they do is they divide us, right? You're either red or you're blue, right? And see, the media whole job is to keep us looking through this world of duality. You are either red or you're blue. You're good or you're bad. You're in or you're out, right? 
And, and we can't raise consciousness looking through that filter, right? And, and we have, me personally, I believe this, we have a consciousness issue. And, and what I mean by consciousness is people don't have the awareness to see how they're being seduced. Whether it's left wing or right wing, they're both doing it, right? And being able to, now I have, <laughs> I have, some, I have some personal opinions uh, about Nancy Pelosi just because of my own experience on trading, um, uh, Forex trading. Okay. Anytime that woman would speak, it would absolutely annihilate Forex trading. Right. So I have some different experiences about who she is. But we've got to look at the part that I would introduce to everybody is understanding it's not people that fight, it's levels of understanding that fight. And the politicians understand this. Right. There's actually eight levels and it's not hierarchy. It's actually holarchy and understanding the understanding this. And so you have we'll just use numbers to to talk about this. So you have one through eight. OK, one is basically our primal level of understanding. Right. You're you eat, drink, sleep and have sex. You're just staying alive is your only focus. Right. Well, then at some point in your life, you understand that there is another set of people across the field. Now you step into the tribal. Now you start becoming a community, right? Well, then at some point you go, you know what? Screw this. I'm not listening to the elder. I'm going out on my own. So then you become a power God. This is values level three. You go out, you do all kinds of crazy running around. Prisons are filled with values level three, okay? They don't have the capacity to understand what guilt is, okay? <laughs> then you go to the next level, which is four, Four is back to the community, is the ration or the the system. This is where religion. This is government jobs. This is I need to rely on this system in order for me to be safe. This is where seventy five percent of humanity is. Okay. Then you go into you say screw it. I'm not waiting until I get to heaven. I'm not waiting to get my gold watch. I am going to step back out into my individual and express. Going to values level five. Values level five is where we start. This is where science is born. This is where the entrepreneur is born, right? Well, then we do and destroy and capitalism turns greedy and blah, blah, blah. Then you go into value six, which is the pluralist, which is very awake right now. This is what's causing all of this friction. Our last election was the most polarized election we have ever had in the history of this country. This is why, is because of the pluralist level is becoming more and more powerful. It is the one that presents itself as the most loving, but it is the most judgmental. We love you as long as you agree our way. If right. you don't agree our way, we are going to bastardize you, right? We are okay, going me, to demonize you. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to mute your mic while I talk because they're saying they're hitting, I'm getting an echo from your speaker. So I'm going I'm to I'm mute you. But uh, if, if uh, I see your lips moving and nothing coming out, it's because I forgot to unmute you. So just hold on. But I, I want to ask you a question. Um, you know, one of the things that is often said uh, about Donald Trump is that he is polarizing. And my argument has always been, I, I go, he's, you know, and this is going to sound strange, I know, to some people. But to me, it makes total sense. <laughs> he is not the one polarizing. Right. It's been created by the liberal media and the Democrats. They have made it polarizing. It's not Donald Trump that's made it polarizing. At some point, men and, and, and many women, you have to begin to defend yourself when you're told you're a Russian agent and you're not. When you're told when you're when it's said that you are a racist and you know you're not 
uh, because of your history. He's never been known as known as racist until after he got elected, right? Um, he, he, there's so many things that his, uh, his um, uh, you know, his daughter's Jewish, his son-in-law's Jewish, um, and they talk about all these things about being, you know, all these things. Um, and, but it, it is my argument that it, it really is not Donald Trump that is the one who's polarizing. It, he uses some words that are very strong and it, it rubs people the wrong way. You know, if you've ever been into a men's locker room when, you know, like a hockey team's locker room or the police locker room with men in it, it it's no different than being in there, right? We, we kind of like say things in those places that we would normally not say anywhere else. But that is kind of this uh, bravado and that kind of stuff, which I never thought any of it other than it's just Donald Trump. And, you know, it's just the way he speaks. But it really wasn't him being the, the one who was polarizing. It was the Democrats and the, and the media who actually caused this polarization. So I'll unmute you. And, and I see you shaking your head. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. And is he so there's a question. Is he polarizing? Is that the question? Yeah. Or is it uh, does it really stem from the media? I think that Donald Donald Trump has some very strong opinions. Hmm. No questions asked, right? And I think that he does things in unconventional ways, which challenge people, right? And the thing that I would like to say in response to that is he brings up things in people that other people haven't brought up. And that's what makes people feel polarizing. Now, hmm. is, is the left doing everything they can to demonize him absolutely absolutely so so i don't um can i see can i understand why somebody would see him as polarizing absolutely i can see why somebody would think that he's polarizing however putting it in context which a lot of people don't do is putting it in a context and understanding that he could have a 10-hour speech or an hour speech they're going to take out of that speech and show you what what is in alignment with their agenda Right? right. Just like you're saying, the media is doing that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, Madonna said something that I think is absolutely brilliant. Madonna said one time, I don't care what people are saying about me as long as they're talking about me. <laughs> and that's what I mean, that's what Trump is at. He's at that level. See, and that's what I'm saying is that's why I brought up the levels thing. Most people are at values level four. So if you're not in that level, then you don't get what we are thinking. But see, there's a value seven is a whole other level. And that's what I'm hoping is happening with this. And what's happening is because for us to evolve, we go back and forth. Right. But the part I want everybody to understand, the red and the blue is attached to the same bird. That's mm -hmm. what I mean by it's a conscious issue. It's a conscious issue. A, a movie I would recommend everybody to watch is RBG. OK, it's a movie about. One of our um, Supreme Justice, uh, Ruth Bader, whatever her name is. I, again, I don't, I don't follow this stuff, but it's an amazing movie, and it really opened up my eyes about some of the stuff that women have gone through. I, I don't get that because I'm not a woman, right? But the part that was really, really interesting is that she, her best friend, is one of the Republican Justice Supremes on that on that show. They have very opposing beliefs about how politics should run, but they're best of friends because they're able to get past their political views. And that's what I think that we really, what determines whether you like somebody or not, right? I think that's a good question to ask people. And, and I think, yep, right there. Um, great movie. It's a great, 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 great movie. That little woman, I have a whole lot more respect for. <laughs> she was, a, she was, and she's a Democrat, right? Yeah. 
But see, it's not looking at Democrats is if you're a Republican is not going, you're a Democrat, you're a bad person. No, it's a model of the world. Right. And there's good things in in the Democrat Party. There's good thing. And it's not about being in the parties. It's about us understanding and respecting the different models of the world. Right. So we can have conversations because you have to have polarizing views or I don't even know if polarizing is the right view, but you have to have friction in order for you to evolve. But it's how do you have that challenging conversation so that we can respect each other's opinion and be able to talk about the things that we want to talk about and still evolve as a, as a, as humanity. I think that's what's more important. Is there a point of no return? In other words, if, um, you know, the, the, and I, I, I talked about, you know, the, the title of this is called free thinkers and I'm, I'm trying not to be, I, I just wanted a, a very strong title. So people would watch number one, but there are people that are just following the guidance of the media and their democratic leadership to believe that Donald Trump is this entirely horrible person. Like you, you hear um, uh, Bernie Sanders say that he's the most dangerous man on our planet today, that he's uh, going to destroy the world and all this stuff. And I'm going, well, I don't know what movie he's watching, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of good coming out of the Donald Trump uh, administration. But now, now, how many of those people that that believe like he does or hear this messaging over and over again, are they broken? Because there's so many truths coming out now that say, you know, like I said before, the, the DNC, Hillary Clinton played for the Steele dossier that, uh, you know, Barack Obama headed up uh, the decision to investigate Michael Flynn and to spy on uh, Donald Trump, both as a candidate and then as president, uh, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, all the emails and everything coming out about how they talked about spying on them is now coming out, which is showing the truth. The truth is none of what they said about Donald Trump was true. So what, what, is there a point where some of these people may go, oh, so that's the truth. So now I understand that we were wrong and, it, you know, I apologize for it. Or are some people now, they are just so gone that they're not coming back. Are people broken? And is there some hope for some people that they're they're going to finally see the truth and come on over? Great, 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 great point. And I wouldn't use the word broken. I would say they're operating in their level of development. Right. And and values level four thinking is very literal. OK. And and just to point on that, why why this is important. When you hear words, words are only seven percent of communication. That's it. Words are only seven percent of communication. Yeah, that's it. The thirty eight percent is the auditory aspect of it. The The tonality, the speed, the cadence, all of that. 55% of it is physiology. Okay. There's reasons that Donald Trump does this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, and, and, there, and I, I think what Donald Trump's doing to the media, I love it. I absolutely love it because I mean, he'll just call someone out. You are a mean person. I, I love it. I mean, because you look at what paparazzis do uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this or not, but uh, we had an amazing woman that was killed because paparazzis ran her into a cement concrete pole. Right, that would right. be Lady Die. Okay. Paparazzis are, their agenda is to get the dirt. I mean, like you have no privacy, you have nothing. Their job is to get the, and I wanted to comment on this too, because when I was, when I was getting my master's, 
um, in, in NLP, one of the, I mean, it was just basically a whole wake up call about what's going on about some things. And they shared something that back in, in um, 9-11, when, well, whatever people think happened back then, <laughs> there was on TV, we saw some planes hit a building. <laughs> okay. um, whatever people think about that. I have some opinions about that too, but is the news discovered something that changed the course of media. And the reason it changed is because we told them by viewership what they want to be fed and it's negativity. People love the drama. They love the negativity. So what you said that Biden said, right? He is the most dangerous. See, and people are taking those words literally. Mm. They are taking those words literally and they don't have the mature. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm not big on favorites, but this is one of them is by it's a sign of a mature, educated mind that can entertain a thought and not take it on. Voltaire, right? Is you hear something like that and do you take it literally and take it in and then your body reacts to the literal translation of that? Or do you go, oh, I I can put this in context and understand that they're doing everything they can to divide us, right? And that they're, and see, my, my thing I, and I, I got to say, okay, Andy, you're bringing some things out of me that I never thought was there. <laughs> I, I think one of the things, so I watched, um, I don't remember what it was, but it was a special about Michael Moore. Michael Moore talked about, he, he released this movie about Trump just before Trump won election. And he predicted that Trump would win. Michael Moore is not a Trump fan. And Trump tapped into something in this country that no other politician has ever been able to Trump in. And it's just kind of like this F you. I, you know, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, whether you believe in what I believe in or not. But he modeled this whole thing of I am not going to be politically correct. I'm not going to be all these polished politicians that have a career in in politicians, politics. He doesn't have to be there. Right. He's there because I truly believe at whatever level Donald Trump really cares about this country. I believe that. Right. And and that's not based on what the media has told me about him. It's based on me following Donald Trump years before he was a politician and reading his different material. And and actually, I have a friend of ours that knows Donald Trump personally. Right. And I know that this woman that is a friend of ours she's a very awake woman. She's very into tune to people's energy and stuff like that. She thinks he's an amazing man, but see when you're filtered, when you filter or you're, or you're, you get your information from very filtered sources, you have a very biased opinion about something. And, and this is, we can talk about a whole other topic on this. And I'm just going to say this because what was the title of you called this freedom thinkers? Uh, the fear of free thinkers in America. Oh, the fear of free thinkers. Okay. This might terrify everybody. Then. <laughs> People is, is but, but I got to say just really quick, I said the, the, the reason I titled that is because, you know, a free thinker to me is somebody that listens and then goes, hmm, I don't know if that's right. Let me look it up. Let me research. Let me find out if that, if what I just heard is the truth, as opposed to um, the media has done a really good job of training people to change the wording of my uh, of, of Donald Trump to make it worse. Like when he was talking about, um, 
you know, uh, you know, treating the blood of people and uh, disinfecting the blood. And there, there are actually ways of doing that. But in, but the media said he said that you need to inject bleach, that you need to inject Lysol, that you need to drink. I mean, all these different things came up and he's done a very, they've done a very good job of teaching also now the voters to do the same thing because I get that in my replies. Oh, yeah, you go ahead and believe the guy that said to inject um, uh, uh, bleach is the last one they said. And I said he didn't say that. So it's this very interesting thing uh, that. You know, they're no longer free thinkers. They're they're echoing stuff that they've been trained to say, which is not the truth. And I'm pretty sure that they know it's not the truth, but they've, they've been trained not to be free thinkers. So I hope I made my point. That's that's kind of what I was getting at, that, you know, the media doesn't like free thinkers, the ones that go, I, you know what? I don't know that that's right. <laughs> I think it's something else. And then they they come out with the real truth and, and it's completely different from what they want you to believe. Does that make sense? Yep. And that okay. that's a great point is because I, so... Some of the people that I follow on on Facebook and Instagram, I, I I just like calling them fifth dimensional people. I mean, they're just very very awake. They they are very in tune with con collective conscious. They're in tune with humanity. They're in tune with psychology. You know, just lots and lots and lots of things. And there was this guy talking about, and we'll just talk about COVID nineteen. Is they were talking about whether you should wear the mask or not, right? <clears throat> And, and he put, he was putting on there, I can't remember what it was, but I just put, if this is your bias, your bias is being strengthened by the algorithms of what you watch on the media, right? It's all about relevancy. You look up Google and you type in a keyword, it's going to send its spiders out there. That's why it's called the web. And it's going to pull back what Google, what Google thinks is most relevant to your keyword search. Right. It's the way the algorithms work with Facebook. They're going to give you content based on what they think is aligned with your algorithm. Right. It's a very biased feedback system. Right. And I just and he goes, well, show me one video, one link. And I responded saying, based on your I mean, they're everywhere. I don't need to go search and spend the time to validate his question. So I just put back based on your answer. It is demonstrating the algorithm bias that you haven't even seen an opposing thought or video than, than your own, right? Go Google it. Go look at, and I didn't say go Google it. I said, go look at London Real. London Real is run by Brian Rose, okay? Brian Rose, and I've followed, I've, I know people personally that know Brian Rose, and I've had some conversation with Brian Rose, but London Real is a very great show that brings on some very um, uh, interesting people. I'll just put it that way. See, because even the fact, <laughs> this is what I, this is what I meant, Andy, when I said you're bringing out things in me is <laughs> 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 because <clears throat> there is a diagnosis. I've got a friend that was a client of mine. She's pretty awake. She works in the metal industry she has a DSM, okay? The DSM is the diagnostic book that the medical industry with diagnosis, okay? She sent me three pages of what basically is the DSM version of a conspiracy theorist, okay? It is actually a diagnosis now. Why? Is because they don't want you challenging what they tell you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where you, so you challenge any of what 
society puts out there, now you're a conspiracy theorist rather than somebody that does the work and thinks about, right, what it is that I'm thinking about. So London Real, London Real, he has been banned from YouTube, <clears throat> banned, because he interviewed David Icke. And see, the other part is understanding that he had his biggest show with David Icke. He did four interviews with David Icke. David Icke is a major, he would, I think he would call himself a conspiracy theorist. Um, that he's talking about COVID-19 and stuff like that. He's got some really, really interesting points. But see, and, and I'm just telling you this from a hypnotist standpoint, hypnotherapist standpoint of our body, our body reveals that there's things inside of us that need to be addressed, right? You checking out and not understanding or remembering going somewhere is a sign, right? There's something off, right? So if I'm watching somebody that has arthritis in their hands, arthritis, their biggest cause of arthritis is unforgiveness is a resentment, right? Your body tells you this stuff if you know, have the awareness of what that means. Your subconscious mind is running your show. Mm. And if you understand what the signs are about different things in your body, yeah, I, I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about what hypnosis does in that aspect of it. But so, I, so I'm looking, watching David Icke and, and keeping that in context about what he is saying. But it's also because it brought up so much controversy, they kicked London Real off of YouTube, okay? They kicked him, um, and then he had an interview with the gal, the, the pandemic thing. Mm -hmm. There's a video out there, okay? Now, let's just, I don't know this. This is just a thought, and this, we're taught free thinking right here, right? Right. There's a video out there that I have in my Facebook, people send me all kinds of stuff, of Bill Gates having an interview with a woman and he's talking about the ROI on um, uh, vaccinations. He's talking about the ROI on vaccinations. It's 200 to one. So every dollar you put in, wow, wow. you get 200 back, okay? He has invested $10 billion, $10 billion into vaccinations, okay? Now, let's back up a little bit. And again, this is theory. This is theory. I can't prove it, but putting some things into it. He once upon a time used to be the richest man in the world. Him and Warren Buffett changed back and forth, back and forth. Nobody knew who Jeff Bezos was. Okay. Right. Then all of a sudden, Jeff Bezos comes on the screen. Boom. He's $124 billion. Bill Gates is about 83, somewhere in there. Okay. Now, Bill Bezos is $124 billion. And by the way, he's made $26 billion higher net worth since this coronavirus has come around. So now he's probably at $155 billion. Wow. He just doubled what Bill Gates was. Now, Bill Gates goes, oh, interesting. What if I do this? That will make me the richest man in the world. Right. right. And his whole agenda is pushing vaccination. Right? Now, I'm not anti-vaccination. I'm not that. Do your flipping research, people. And that's what Bill, that's what Trump was talking about when he said, I'm not injecting Lysol in me because it's the same chemical they put in vaccinations. So again, it's it's putting things in context. But if you're not, if you don't do your research and be act as you said, like a three free thinker, you are and this is what's dangerous. And I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say what Joe Biden said. What causes more pain than anything in humanity is naivety, just not knowing, right? And, and when we make a decision to align ourselves with somebody's propaganda, we have to stay consistent with it. This is everybody. If there's one thing that I would offer you on this show is go read the book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. 
You read that book and you will be a free thinker like you've never in your wildest dreams imagined. Okay. It will open your eyes like, holy cow, amazing, powerful, powerful. But we have to be consistent with, um, with decisions we've made. So if I say I'm a Donald Trump fan and I'm, you know, and, and thinking that way, and again, I'm not anti-Trump or for Trump. He's amazing, man. He's doing incredible things is I have to be consistent with that now. Now I've invested into that decision. And because somebody knows this and understands this about influence, then they're going, just like she said, they're going to demonize me. And I have to make sense of what that means. Right. Okay. So be willing to let go. And this is what I do with my clients. Be willing to let go of what you believe. All right. Well, I, 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 oh, sorry, I cut your mic off. <laughs> I have to cut your mic off to stop the echoing. But uh, you made some good points. And I, and I, there was, I want to go back just a little bit, but you were, you were on a roll there. And I really like to hear what you had to say. But I want to do two things. First, Rich Moore says that's a great book. And Rich Moore, I, I missed it. If you wouldn't mind, if you have a chance to get the uh, link, if you could put it in comments, that would be awesome uh, because I missed it. And I don't, and I, but I want to, I want to talk about one thing that you were talking about in regard to information that's being scrubbed off the internet, right? And we're being steered in a certain direction. And that is one thing that I've learned, especially over the last three months is when somebody puts a video up, like the two doctors in uh, the Fresno area, I think, or Bakersfield, Bakersfield, I think it was, uh, they came, they put a video on and it was talking about the real stats, what it has to do, what they've experienced in regard to COVID-19 and it got taken off of YouTube, just like that. What I have learned is when I see a video like that, what I do is I download it really quick and then I transcribe it because I know it's not going to be on for very long. Um, the, and it's amazing how quick this stuff happens and, and it happens on all the platforms and including Twitter. Um, uh, Facebook and YouTube, like Stacey Abrams became the kind of a, a the butt of a, of a joke because uh, Na uh, Nancy Pelosi said that Donald Trump was uh, morbidly obese. Now, I'm not saying that Stacey Abrams is that. However, I'm just telling you that she got hit hard with a whole bunch of stuff that was happening on Twitter that morning. It was like, like these memes were popping up, all the stuff was popping up. And I was uh, sharing with my children. I, they, they hear me speak about this stuff on my shows. They hear me talk about it, uh, research it and, you know, you know, listen to the videos that I watch, that kind of stuff. People think that I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, abusive to my children by sharing this stuff with them, which is very bizarre. But, uh, but when I went to go find some of the stuff and I said, you got to be careful about what you say, because this was that when I went to share, I couldn't find any of it anywhere. The memes were the memes were gone. The statements were gone. I mean, everything was scrubbed. And I was trying to say, what happened to all of that stuff? I mean, it was again. Listen, I have a bad sense of humor, so I, I can say that there was some of that I thought was kind of humorous, and that stuff was nowhere to be found. The stuff that I wanted to share with the kids to show them what can happen in this era of of people hating each other and and attacking one another and that kind of stuff, and sharing with them. I, but I couldn't find any any material because it was scrubbed. It is a real thing uh, that this kind of thing is happening. Uh, I don't know that we're going to be able to change that. I, I I I I mean, I thought maybe with Elon Musk coming out a little bit, a little bit rough against Newsom, and say I'm moving out of the state of California because you're a jerk, uh, and you know you're making my life miserable. My company is going to move, and we're going to take it out. And he had some very harsh words, and I think that 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 kind of helped. Um, it, just really quick, just going back to that, and I don't mean to take you back to something you already said. Um, is there a, what do you think? Is there a chance that we can, you know, loosen up the internet a little bit so that it, it goes a little bit both ways? So can you hear me? Yeah. 
Okay, because I unplugged yeah. my mic, and I think that's what was causing some of the echo. I figured it okay. out finally. All right, go. So, great question. And and so if you again another thing that that you know I was talking about levels is spiral dynamics. That's what I'm talking about. Levels of values, levels of understanding, right? Mm. And the reason I share that with you to answer your question is because attention is the voting, right? And and if you look at, so how long ago was it that they were charging, gas was almost up to $4 a gallon in California, right? Now where's it at? Oh, crap, nobody's buying gas, so we have to, we have to alter, right? And I think that, see, and this is what causes, so what happens is, just like Vietnam, okay? Let's just talk, this is, and, and this is one that most people, well, if you were back then, Vietnam brought up something inside of our psyche that went, you can't do this to people, right? And and that was literally the last war that we ever drafted for. It, my understanding, okay, I could be wrong on this, but just my understanding. And what happened out of Vietnam, it ended up bringing out um, the women's movement, feminism, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the union, okay, the union started out with a great intention on, because uh, people were exploiting workers, right? So the union pushed back and created the union. Now the union has gotten so strong that it runs businesses out of business, right? So my point in saying all this is that we have to be able to express how we feel about this stuff, right? Now, doing it respectfully, doing it maturely, right? And and being proactive rather than reactive, right? And And this is the thing I, I want more America. This is if there was a message that I want to preach about is the Constitution was written, was written to hold the government accountable. That's why the Constitution was written. It was to yeah. hold the government accountable. Right. We not are necessarily the, not necessarily the people accountable. <laughs> right. Exactly. We are the United States of America, not the government. We are. Right. right? And see, because of how the media the media has programmed us. Don't you dare raise your hand and stand up for who you are or we are going to demonize you. Right. Our educational system has done the same thing. Right. If you I mean, how many of us again, this is just for me working with clients. How many of us have an absolute terrified fear of speaking? Right. Right. Now, of course, Andy loves it because he's so amazing. <laughs> Right. Oh, I used to be. But, the reason I became a magician was because I had a fear of speaking. The, the right. doing magic so, helped me get out of my fear. Yeah. But if we go back to where did that fear come from? Is probably we raised our hand in school. Teacher asked us the question, and we answered the question wrong, and everybody in class laughed at. Mine us. was I got I got asked to stand up and read, and I I, I knew I couldn't read very well. And right. And that was the moment. Total I'll never forget. Humiliation. Total humiliation. Yeah. You don't ever want to feel that feeling again. So I'm just afraid of that. Right. And this is what you find out doing hypnosis, right? So to answer your question, I think if we push back, and Brian Rose, by the way, has a petition going out there of allowing me back on Facebook. That one video he did with David Icke got over a million views within an hour. It blew up. And his whole mission now is about, see, and this is an interesting topic because freedom of speech doesn't mean being out of freaking control. That doesn't mean that, right? It, and back then, when when the Constitution was written, there wasn't people losing their flipping mind and jumping up and down and acting all crazy, thinking that they knew what freedom of the speech was, right? Freedom of the speech is, I get to say what I get to say, but do it in a considerate way, a respectful mm-hmm. way, an effective way, in a mature way, right? 
and rather than a not, you will never win a battle with another battle, right? So again, it's raising consciousness. It's raising understanding and going, and first of all, acknowledging the fact that this is real. I mean, they are, Facebook is absolutely coming down on this like crazy. I, I get messages every single day from people sending me this stuff on whatever, just more free thinking people. Right. And I can't, I'd say 50% of them before I even get to them, it says this video is fake news, blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and the same thing that happens on Instagram is you go to the post and it has this thing over going, this is fake news. And it, and, and one time I did it and I checked on it and it said something about the validity of it. And it was just like, wow, there's one thing that maybe is kind of questionable, but yet they threw the whole thing out. And that's, that's duality. So I think everybody I, I, is, is to share their voice and share their opinion, right? Yeah. Because it's being taken away from us. Friends, understand this is not about a virus that's going on right now. No. And, and when you I know, I've been a lot of crap about my views on this thing. And that, uh, I mean, when you have 99% of the people that get it within the younger age group from, you know, somewhere in the 50 to 40 and below 99, it's like 99 point something. Yeah. <laughs> like 3000 people die in car crashes a day, but yet right. they still let people drive. <laughs> right. Where I say, get it, get, you gotta get out of the cars because they're killing people. They've always been killing people since the day that the uh, you know uh, the Ford company put out their cars. People started dying and started getting hurt in car crashes, but yet we never shut down the country um, right. uh, for that particular thing. So, uh, and, and I can go on and get on a whole rampage about that, but I'm going to lose yeah. my my thought process on something else that's way yeah. more important. Now, <laughs> that um, uh, I just want to get uh, a couple more things. I know we're already approaching an hour. I don't know how I do this. I always tell myself I'm going to keep my show short, and I never do. All right. <laughs> But I find it so interesting, especially now, because I was even, although I did let my opinion out here and there. I mean, when I, in 2016, uh, prior to the election, I, when I, I had a, there was a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump and I stood next to him and I said, our next president of the United States or something like that. And people said, yeah, right. You're stupid. And I go, no, really, he's going to be president. I, I, I just know based on, you know, being a free thinker and, and kind of evaluating what was going on and what he was saying and everything else. I really, I had a strong feeling that he was going to get elected and I was right. Um, but other than those every so often, I've been a little bit more careful because, you know, being part of the multi-level marketing thing that, you know, the leadership would say, you know, be careful about being too political on your Facebook page and be a little kinder. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just was so hard. And every so often I would let something out. Like somebody would say, Donald Trump's putting children in cages. I go, no, he's not. I go, I work at, I work at the border. I, I have cases involving border patrol cases. None of that is happening. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and then they find out the pictures are actually from the Obama administration when the children were in the, uh, in the cage. that's, that's the thing. The picture was from prior to Donald Trump being anyway. So I would, I would post that. And that's when I started to begin called it, getting called all these names, Nazi and all this other kind, you know, child killer. Um, but I, I find that interesting. Number one, number two, because of that, I have friends that are you know free thinkers and, and are republicans and conservatives they would never put stuff anything that they would even let you know anybody know that they're conservative they're so afraid right they're so afraid to put it on there because they'll get attacked by their friends or they'll lose their job or or something will happen and i get messages from people who think 
you know, just like I do not in the same, no, I'm not saying that they're, that they're copycats. I'm just saying they, they're conservatives, you know, they're pro, uh, you know, stronger borders and they're pro, you know, uh, laws <laughs> that we don't release prisoners that have been convicted, right? They're pro that stuff, but they would never put it. They send it to me so that I'll put it on my Facebook page. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just wondering what you, when, when will that change? Is, is this, or, I mean, is it not until Donald Trump is out of office in five years when he's out uh, is when people can go back to putting stuff that they believe in back on their page. But it's so funny to me that somebody's so afraid to say what they believe in, right? And and share it because they're so afraid of what their neighbor will think. Uh, I just find that very odd. What are your what are your thoughts on that? That's that is what the media has created. Mm. That's what the media has created is is the duality, right? You either are for or against us, right? And it's that whole thing around duality, and and, and that's some of what Michael Moore's document, I don't remember what it was, but that's some of what, his, that's why he predicted he would win is because there are people that wanted to vote for him because of what he represented, but they didn't feel like their vote took place when they went into that poll booth and checked Donald Trump, but they didn't talk about it, right? Because, and that's what I think is hurting the Democrat party right now is that they are demonizing him so bad I don't want somebody see the things that Donald Trump says. And again, I don't follow this that much. Um, but every once in a while I see, listen to him and how he says stuff. And I love how he treats reporters. I, I just love that. You're just a mean yeah, person. I'm not going to answer that question. I, I, I think that's, I think all people should talk to the media like that because they are so disrespectful. And, and, but the other part of it is what they want to focus on. And that's what he doesn't buy into what they want to focus on. And most people just are like talking heads and listen. Okay, yeah, let's talk about how everybody's freaked out. Donald Trump doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about solutions, right? right. He wants to talk. And, and that's what, and anybody that's read Think and Grow Rich knows this, that Napoleon Hill was hired by Franklin D. Roosevelt in the Depression so that he could help. And the very first thing that Napoleon did was brought all the media in and said, we got to change the tone that we're talking about here. And that's how they stimulated the economy again, was changing the message that the, that the media was putting out there. Wow. Right. And that's Trump understands that. Right. Um, I think it's just being the evolution of truth goes like this. First, they're going to oppose it. Then they are going to greatly ridicule it. Then they're going to accept it as the evidence of being the truth. Every truth goes through that. Right. And right now, I think that um, Obama, if you said anything against Obama when Obama was in office, oh, my gosh, you got freaking. But because, yeah. again, there were things that people attached to Obama that represented change. OK, he's a black, whatever, politically correct, man of color, African-American, whatever. He was a black president. OK. That represented change. It was the model of change, right? I think it's just absolutely. I watched this uh, documentary on the Trump enterprise and how he became in that. And there was um, a moment where they said they saw Donald Trump go, I'm running for president. And it was when Obama, they were in this big event and Obama said something at, at uh, Donald Trump, something about um carnivals or barking carnival. I can't remember what the whole thing was, but it was when Donald Trump was carnival making Obama give his birth certificate. Yeah. And people didn't recognize that was pretty significant. 
a civilian, yeah. a normal guy, the businessman, yes, he's a billionaire, but got the president to produce a birth certificate. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. And, and it really shifted the psychic of a lot of people. But again, it's how how Obama talked about it. And yeah, so that just, again, it goes back to, we could talk about big pharma for a very, very, very long time. It, yeah. It's getting people to understand you are doing yourself a disservice if you are not questioning what you are putting into your head. You are. It, it is amazing. It, it is amazing. A commercial will spend 10 seconds of the 30 seconds or 60 seconds on the benefits. And then the rest commercials on how it's going to kill you. And we still take mm -hmm. it. Right. <laughs> it is a very, it is a very bizarre thing, but yet the picture, and I think what you're talking, Oh, Oh, I just, because we only listen because 7%, what did you say is uh, what we hear is, the rest is what we see. And that's why they the picture is still somebody like frolicking through the, the, the wheat mm -hmm. and riding horses and laughing with their children and their grandchildren. Because we're seeing that and we're ignoring that you're going to have a heart attack and die well, and you'll get so here's something even more interesting. And I, and I haven't researched this now. I've heard it yeah. a few different times. So I'm just I'm pre-framing what I'm about to say. OK, legally, they don't have to do that. Oh, they don't have to put the side effects on there. Really? Yeah. I thought they did. See, this is what's interesting about vaccines. It's not that the money they'll make on the vaccines, it's the money they make on taking care of the side effects of the vaccine. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So again, it's understanding, putting things in context. People do your research. This is your life. This is your life. And every thought that you expose yourself to, it is going into your inner world Right. And, and this is what's really important. <laughs> okay. I just, there's not many real truth bombs in the world. Right. They're like, you know, but that, that may be a truth bomb right there. Right. And see, it, it's, it's getting people to think about what it is that they think about. Right. How is it serving you to sit there and watch it? I am so done with the COVID 19 thing. I, I mean, think about this. And I, and I was thinking about this the other day. And, and this is why the spiral dynamics is so, 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 so important. I, would, I just did a whole class on this thing. But if this ship, if a ship was going down, right? And metaphorically, this country is going south. Economically, we are going, I mean, it's going to be ugly for a while. What would we have to do in order to decide who's going to live and who's going to die? Right? We all know it. We watch the Titanic. We watch all these things. Women and children first. Right? Yep. But we, what is running this thing is the people that didn't take care of themselves. They made choices. Now, again, I get it. There are, there are, this is not seeing, and right away people are going, well, you're being, a, not, you're not being compassionate or caring about people. No, 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 no. That's, that is absolutely, people yeah. are afraid to speak up because they don't know how to defend what it is that they share. I, I know my heart. I am a very compassionate man, very caring about people. But it's stepping into we have to at some point recognize the functionality of things. And that's where the spiral dynamics part of it goes, because sixes are becoming more and more powerful. But there's a massive shift from a six to a seven. And the sixes are the ones that did the um, save the world, save the wells, all these things. But mm. they are becoming stronger and stronger. But the, my hope for humanity is that they go into seven. And at seven, you recognize all of the value, all the levels have a significant importance in the evolution of development. Okay. That's a whole, I mean, I spent like 
five days learning this stuff. So, I mean, I'm just giving it, but it, but it's levels of understanding are what fight that cause people to fight. The media understands this. And that is why looking through the eyes of duality is going to keep you stuck in values level four, which is the system, which is the system. When you go from system to the next level five, five is what they call the rationale. The rationale is where science and the entrepreneur is born. It gets you to think about what you think about. Right. Right. I interviewed somebody and I want to leave with this. I interviewed a You're guy on the show. I have, I have, you brought up something else I want to talk about. Okay, so you can't cool. leave yet. Dude, we can talk all night. I don't care. But okay. Is, <laughs> okay. There was a guy that I interviewed on my show. Okay. And, and I really did a lot of soul searching before I brought this guy on the show. He represented a, a version of me, of the old me, I thought. Okay. His name was Larry Winget. And I love Larry now. He's a great dude. And mm -hmm. he he's very polarizing, right? And looks kind of like me, shaved head, but he's got a goatee and stuff. He wrote a book. He's got like six time New York bestseller. One of his books is Grow a Pear, right? And he's got two watermelons, <laughs> right? Nice. And I was like, I don't know if I want to bring this guy on the show. But I did some research on him and I found I found a a little audio thing that he put on one of his books that he has on 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 uh, Amazon. And it said if you get offended easy, this isn't for you. If you are one of those people that are so bought into your belief system and not willing to challenge you, this isn't for you. And he said a number of qualifying statements, but the last thing he said was absolutely brilliant. He goes, I want you to know what my intention is. My intention is to get you to think about what you think about. And I went, I definitely got to have this guy on the show. Okay. Mm. And since then, I've watched him on Facebook and he has said lots of amazing things. And I've watched him, the media, interviews him. Fox will interview him. He's a regular on Fox. But then you look at what CBC or NBC or somebody else puts on there and they absolutely, this guy loses his mind on some, you know, I mean, it's a total different message. Right. So again, putting it in context, having opposing opinions is a great thing as long as it's done in the context of solution. How do we come up with a solution? So what was your, you said you wanted to ask me something. I got one more. So uh, I'm going to have to go back to one of my last shows. And, uh, and that was the one where I was talking about why I know Donald Trump is going to win California. And I say that because California has gone so deep blue, like dark blue. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like people are that's impossible. But it was impossible for him to win the United States uh, as presidency. Right. In 2016. So I don't think this is this, uh, this far of a reach. Uh, and one of my reasons is that nobody, not not any Democrat that I know of, even even the the media, as far as I can tell, listening to what their messaging is, because it's always about beating Trump. It's never about how great a candidate Biden is. You know, they'll say something. Well, you know, he's been around for a long time doing nothing. Right. <laughs> he's been you know, he's he's done all. He, he has so much experience of what to go into the Ukraine and getting millions of dollars with a son. Yeah. Uh, going to China. And get say, so you think about that every time they go with something, it's like, yeah, but really is that is that your whole thing but truly i don't know anybody and i've not had anybody challenge me on this that has said you know what i love biden like nobody loves him now people love trump there's many people i love trump and a lot of people love trump and they love what he's done they love his messaging and all that kind of stuff i know that he's got he's a little rough but i i actually that's what i like about him so you got that aspect right and then so um you have this covid 19 that conveniently right occurs 
you know, a couple months ago. <laughs> and I say conveniently because I have my I have my doubts about a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Um, again, we've not done this for anything in the past. that has been very similar uh, and even other things that are way worse than what we're going through now. Um, and Donald Trump. Right. He loves the economy. He loves business. And now the accusation he wants to open up because uh, it's all about business and not about people's lives, which is horse manure, um, because he shut down the economy. Right. He, he built the best economy we've ever had in the United States, and he willingly and purposefully shut it down because he cares about people. That, that's what people aren't getting as far as I'm concerned about this right. man, right? He, he said, you know what, gosh, I spent all this time at three years, <laughs> you know, it's like building, uh, building a building and then realizing you have to blow it up, right? You're like, oh, I got to blow it up and just rebuild it again. Um, right. But, and he's, he's the guy that do it. So you have that. So mm -hmm. my, my, I want to come to this part. So now you have the Democrats, right, that have either conveniently found this themselves in a situation where they can destroy my belief. Again, that's my belief. They can continue to destroy the economy by keeping it shut down because really it's only the blue states that want to stay shut down. It's the red states that want to open up. you got governors and you got Pelosi saying it's too dangerous and Schumer saying it's too dangerous. We're not even going to show up for work unless we really have to because it's that dangerous, right? They're, they're sending out a message. It's too dangerous for me to go to work, so you shouldn't go to work, right? And so she's purposefully not going to work. So you have all this stuff. My, my question now comes to, um, is it because they realize they have a bad candidate and they don't know what else to do? Like the only thing we can do is hurt the economy and maybe... The economy will be hurt so bad that people will blame it on Trump and say somehow like it's like the strangest idea. Like it's, I don't understand how they think that that and I know there's some that think that way. Mm -hmm. Or is it that they how is it that they, that they can destroy so many lives willingly and with knowledge destroy some of that now that these suicides are matching the deaths for COVID-19 suicides in the United States or in California have either um, reached the same level of numbers or have exceeded the numbers of death due to COVID-19. If they know this is happening and it's happening, the rise has happened only during this pandemic, why don't they care? I mean, what is, is it they want to win so bad? Is it the power that they want is so strong that they don't care who they kill and who they damage along the way? Um, I need answers. Jeff, because <laughs> it, it makes no sense to me. This is easily solved. Let's open up the country. We know that 99.9% .9 of the people recover once they get it. We know that it's not nearly as bad as they said it was going to be, which is going to be 2 million people are going to die and not and 2 million people haven't died. Right. right? And right. There's a, a specific demographic of people that are getting it. We protect them. We, right. we, right. we, we take care of them. We put them in places where they can be guarded against getting COVID-19. We know because it's very rare that we know a specific uh, mm -hmm. type of person that gets it. Most diseases right. just kill everybody, right? Uh, right? Cancer kills everybody. doesn't care how old you are. But we right. know that this disease is particularly deadly to this group of people. Why mm -hmm. shut down the entire country and not let kids go back to school? Not all this happened. Not open churches, all this kind of stuff. Um, I know that was very long, but I had, no. to, kind of, I had to set it up. It's what awesome. Is the, what is the mind? Is it their hatred for Trump is that big? Is it that they don't care because they want power? What What is your... <laughs> What is your thoughts? I'm sorry. Um, I'm, all, think, I'm all heated now. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm so angry. I I, I, you, if you I saw my last couple of shows, I, I was like so mad and I'm so angry about, and that's the only reason why now I'm speaking up. I don't care what people think. I could care less because I think I have a duty based on what I've done as far as research and knowledge and what I can do with my platform that I think I need to open up these. Um, and I don't mind bringing up on somebody that has an opposing opinion, but nobody will come on with an opposing right. opinion. Right. And, and, so and, so what, what are your thoughts on that? Why, why are they, why are they determined to destroy our country? 
I think that that is a very, very important question. And, and I think that is it, is it an agenda or is it what's best for this country? Right. And for me, what it's doing is it's dividing this country more and more and more. This is not the United States of America right now. It is the divided States of America. And, and people again, haven't seen the thing that people, I want people to understand is if you give up your responsibility, you surrender your liberty period. Right. And so you are responsible for how you think about things. And this is, this is, again, this is why I started the whole conversation around the subconscious mind, right? Is because the subconscious mind has to be consistent with what it believes, right? Your subconscious mind creates your perception. Okay. And it's going to perceive what it believes to be true. It is a highly moral being, which is important to understand about this is that it's also very protective, right? But morals, morals are conditioned. We are not born with morals, right? It, some people thought it was moral to run planes into aircraft carriers. They did it with honor, right? That's what their morals were, right? So they right. did that in honor of what they thought was moral, right? And, and so we are only going to see things that align with what we believe. And this is why I'm telling everybody, challenge what you believe, right? There's a concept called cognitive dissonance, okay? Cognitive dissonance is happens inside of us when we are we are introduced to a belief that is opposing to what we believe. And it creates such a visceral response, we will literally kill people if it is that strong, right? So we've got to challenge and think about why does this irritate me so much? Okay, so for me, brother, I'm telling you, I've been I've had my days, okay? I've had my days. My grandfather fought for this country. My grandfather has a purple heart and a bronze star, right? He is a, my family is very, very, very patriotic. With that said, I've also been, you know, you go to war, you do these things, right? Again, it's that, it's on levels of understanding, right? My dad, okay, this is going to be interesting, me bringing this up, but that's why we're here. We're free thinkers, right? My dad did not, I mean, was greatly against Muhammad Ali. Did not like Muhammad Ali at all, right? Was a dodge drafter, right? Well, my dad had associated going to war and fighting in the war is his identity of what it meant to be a man. Now, of course, now, okay, I don't like Muhammad Ali because my dad didn't like Muhammad Ali. Right. Well, since then, I've done some research. Now I have utmost respect for Muhammad Ali because he stood up for what he believed in. He stood up for what he believed in and he did not believe in that war, right? That was a horrific war. Yeah, and he was right. Right. And what he did, what that war did was change the psychic of this country. It changed the psychic of this country. Right. We had to have something. And, and so my belief and what to answer your question, I believe people are starting to see the vindictiveness of the Democratic Party. I think it's I think that the Democrats are hanging themselves. And I and I I. I I, I'm a person that loves challenges. And I, and I think Biden, because it happened with Hillary, I think Biden is going to get his butt handed to him by Donald Trump when they debate. I think he's going to get handed to him because the whole thing is going to come back to, well, why haven't you done it now, since? Why haven't yeah. you done it yet then? You've been in politics this long. Why haven't you done it yet? Right. right? And and I think he's going to get it handed to him. And But see, that's 
people pay attention to how you feel about things. I mean, I know you're seeing me, and that's why I say this is a conscious issue that's happening right now. It's a conscious issue. We've got to question what it is that's actually going on because there's our individual self that contributes to the collective consciousness, right? And collectively, this is going to be way out there, but I'll back it up. I will validate the statement I'm about to say. And but and if you're interested in challenge me, that's cool. But if you're going to challenge me, you're going to have to go through and read the material that I've read. And I'm going to share that. Okay. <clears throat> it is truth. It is truth. Less than 80% of humanity is able to distinguish what truth is. It is truth. Okay. And there's lots of ways I can prove that. And, the, and you have to be at a certain level to be able to even distinguish what that is. But go read the book Power Versus Force by David Hawkins and then read the rest of the two books behind that. Is be, and, and why is that important to understand is that people are buying in to the agendas that the Democratic Party is offering. I mean, I, I watch other people. I have a lot of friends in Australia. I have a lot of friends in Canada. And it's, it's amazing what the United States has done to the democracy of this country. The democracy was set up to have opposing opinions so that out of that, the two opinions challenge at and they fine tune it and they come up with the Constitution. Mm. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So <clears throat> under, and see, going back to it's the people that feel entitled that are becoming the stronger voice. And that's where and I think I remember a quote that's this. I think it's actually in the Bible, but this isn't about religion, but understanding evil will prevail until good men do something. Evil will prevail until good men do mm. something. What mm. this is my own personal opinion. The media agenda is to feed big pharma. Big pharma. Look at the amount of advertisements. Look at the percentage of you look at OCPD. OK, this is how crazy this is. Watch the next video. This is going to change your life from this point forward, Andy. Just tell me. Okay. <laughs> watch the, and I don't watch advertisements. Everything I watch is recorded so I can fast forward through advertisement. Right. Every once in a while, I'll yeah. catch this one and it just, oh, when I see it, watch the advertisement for OCPD. They are using cartoons and they are using children talking to their grandfather about OCPD. Right. They are installing that into kids. They're installing that into kid. And this is the power of diagnosis is because it gets back into, I belong to somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I know my identity now. I have a label. And labels are dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm saying, yes, there are great things about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a human. I've, in I've got in touch with my own humanity. I've, done, I've said some of the things Donald Trump has said, right? There's how many men have said the things that Donald Trump has said, but dang, he got exposed because he he's running for he's in the, he's a president, right? He's commander in chief. Yep. I remember when I was a kid, I don't even think that you could say anything derogatorily towards the president. Yeah, that was a bad thing. And now right. look, it's well, it's freedom. What the, what, the what the reporters say to him and how they question him is so disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, Kelly McEnany is fantastic. I love her too. She is an incredible uh, press secretary. Amazing. Uh, but they had, I mean, the, her and Donald Trump had to come back at him because they're just such yep. 
disrespect, disrespectful. Wow, that was hard for me to say. Disrespectful yeah. human beings. Disrespectful yeah. human beings. Horrible, nasty people. Um, so, it, yeah, again, you go back to Obama. If anybody did that to Obama, they would have been kicked out of the White House. Nobody would have said a thing. Right. They would have been good riddance. Right. And you're a racist. You're yes. a racist. If you All right. Anything against Obama. You're a racist. See? And that's that's where this the level six is called the pluralist level. And that's what's going on is this, this, this level of consciousness of getting people to go, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And, and yeah. So part of that, because you and I had this conversation about people wearing masks in church, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's well, this was going to be a little bit of a message on God and church and we never even got there. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that is where sixes came to be is because they didn't want the religious stuff. So they created, well, I'm going to worship the universe. I mean, right, right. Really understanding this is really empowering in the sense of you understand that people are operating in their bodies level. That's it, right? And and yes, yeah. it's frustrating, but this is what I'd offer everyone of your listeners. What determines if you like somebody or not? What determines that? Right? And think about that because I'll just, you know, for it's we like people that are like us. Right. What determines if you can trust somebody? This is marketing level of stuff as well. What determines whether you can trust somebody or not if they're like you. Right. And this is stuff that you learn in NLP is matching a mirror and you become like that person and that you get. I mean, that, that's crazy on how deep that can go. But what about the person that has an opposing view that might be put in your life to give you an opportunity to challenge what it is that you believe? And because they challenge what you believe, it opens up a whole new world to who you are. Right. That's why it's important to have a democracy. Right. Yeah. But how this democracy, this democracy has become so corrupted. Again, capitalism started out great. Capitalism is what's given us the ability to have these two computers and talk over the Internet and have these cameras and mics and all that stuff. Capitalism isn't the enemy. Right. It's the some people in capitalism are greedy and done some things that. OK, but let's put that in perspective and go. How many people in the world of poverty has done some stuff, right? I mean, it, it's looking at the contrast and really being able to think about being a free thinker. It, and, and Jim Rohn, uh, well, you've been in the MLM world. You know who Jim Rohn is, don't you? Yep, I do. He said something that is, I just I just love it. Anybody don't know who Jim Rohn is, go look up Jim Rohn. Phenomenal, phenomenal thinker. Great philosopher. He said, if you're going to have a library in order to be it a great library, it has to be balanced. You have to have opposing thoughts about whether, about what it is that you think, otherwise it becomes incestual. If you keep listening to the same stuff that confirms your belief, you it will not make sense to you until you challenge what that belief is by the contrast. Because he said, if you have a book in about the Bible, then you need a book about the Hitler. Right. I mean, it was mm -hmm. just really thinking about wow. so, so that you make sense of what it is that, you know. Yeah. Great. Wow. Love Jim Rohn. Great, great guy. We lost a legend. I mean, Jim Rohn is who taught Tony Robbins. See, and, and, and you mentioned Tony Robbins. And I want to say this on this because you talked about Me Too movement. Right. Mm -hmm. There is a video that went viral big time and he was doing a. I think it was his biggest UPW event in New York. He had 35,000 people there, massive event. And this woman gets up and talks about the Me Too movement, okay? Tony's a big dude. I think he's like six, seven, yeah, six, eight, yeah, the, right? size 16 shoes. 
And he's talking to them about, you cannot throw a rock in broken glass or your world is going to come down, right? <clears throat> now, again, levels of understanding, right? Is what he's saying is you looking at yourself, not marginalizing yourself as being a victim is not doing anybody a favor, right? Yes, what you went through was horrific. Take responsibility at the impact. That, I've been molested. So I'm saying this from the standpoint of, I've been molested. I, I mean, I've gone through my challenges and healed it through hypnosis and all this stuff, just like you talked about. I've been through the gamma, right? And so I can say this from my own experience. It will not heal somebody being a victim. It will not. Your unconscious mind will do things in your, your subconscious mind will kill you, literally kill you if it thinks that's what, how it's supposed to serve you. I got all kinds of documentation to back that up, right? So that's his point in saying that. And what he was doing in that demonstration, and somebody was clear up on top and videotaped him doing this. He says, and I've been at a UPW event, changed my life. Mm -hmm. He says, if I push into you, your natural response is to push back, right? And so they show this on video and he's pushing back. He's big dude and towering over this gal. And they're going, he is intimidating her. <laughs> yeah. Right? But if you've never been to a UPW, and then there was this gal that is a speaker, what well, was, was because she went ballistic on that and saying, Tony needs to F this and blah, blah. You know, and I was just like, right. click, unfollow. That's crazy. Um, but see, put things in context. Yeah. We don't know. I, I mean, I would like to say the person that I know that knows Donald Trump pretty familiar. I mean, she's worked with him. She's a big real estate broker in New York, has spent a lot of time with him. He's very good friends with Barbara Corcoran. All of these people run in those circles in the real estate industry. She is not a woman that would, hasn't, she's pretty in tune with people. I mean, her, her writing, her work, all of that really says that. She says nothing but good things about who he is. But most people are making judgment calls about him based on what the media is feeding him. Right, right, exactly. And, I mean, and I'm going to share something with this because this blew me away. When Donald Trump was running for president, there was this picture of this guy that put up, painted a picture of Donald Trump with this tiny little penis. And I went, and, and I just went, wow, there is some serious wounds there. Right. Hmm. And, and, and I want people to think about this. Judgment is not a reflection of the judged. It's a reflection of the judger. Right. And, and we've really got to think about that. What is it now? Again, I'm and I say this, I say this, but I but having these tools doesn't mean that I use them all the time. Right. Um, you know, there, there's understanding that there are things that rub me a little bit about what he says. But mm -hmm. with the media, I love what he's doing to the media. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because the media is toxic to this country. And that's actually what I was going to say to you, Andy. I have, I have probably 30 news outlets that I got when I went through mass. Actually, I got it from another student that went through master practice for the NLP that has no advertising supporting the news. Okay. I would love to send that to you if you want on getting, getting unbiased news. It's free thinker stuff where they look at both sides of it and see, and, and people need to understand the media is driven by advertisement. They need to appease their advertisers. There are 
billions of dollars being fed into the news to run those agencies. It takes money to run the news, right? Yeah. Those agents, there's six, there's six TV networks in the world now. It's come down to six. They have agendas. That's, and again, look at the amount of percentages of the TV commercials. It's big pharma. It's yeah. big pharma. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. understand there's always agendas behind what you are putting into your mind. Wow. Wow. We did. Uh, uh, wow. I got to oh, echo again. Hold are on, we? Hold on, you yeah. Um, and so uh, we are on an hour and a half. That's <laughs> one of my longer shows. Uh, Rich Moore is asking, what is it? I don't know if um, uh, the, I guess the news channel that you're talking about that's for free thinkers uh, is what he was talking about. Uh, I know April had a great question here. What if Michelle is running as a running mate? That's not going to happen, but you know, that would be interesting to see what would happen. That may change things a little bit. I don't know if you want to comment on that. We've already gone an hour and a half. Um, and then one other question is, uh, just like Tony Robbins, he's not the best at NLP. He's just a better marketer. <laughs> and then there was one other question that was way back here. Where'd it go? I think it was Rich Moore asking, oh, who did uh, Jeff train in NLP and hypnosis under? Do you want to tackle any of those? Uh, if we could keep it kind of short, that way, you know, we've got an hour and a half. But if you just can answer a couple of those really quick, that would be awesome. Sure. Um, thank you for your question, Rich. And you made a great comment. Yes. Just because he's the best known doesn't mean that he's the best. I, <laughs> you know, I personally have way more NLP training and hypnosis than Tony Robbins. He's very good at what he does. He is. I'm not going to take any anything from Tony. Um, I trained with a number of people, um, but probably the one that taught me the most that I spent the most time was with Dr. Tad James. Um, and since then, I've gone to study with other hypnosis and many, many other NLP trainers as well. Um, yeah, I studied with Tad James. Tad James is one of the companies that I studied with. And um, the resources, I will send them to Andy. And then Andy can talk about and do whatever he wants to do with it and get it out to everybody. Okay. Very oh, good. And Michelle, was that like Michelle oh. Obama? Yeah, it's Mich I'm sure it's Michelle Obama. She's running with, oh my goodness. No, I mean, they could, it gets thrown out there often that they're, they would love for her to run and go. She's not going to, but <laughs> it, it, it surely would make things interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how they exonerate people. And yeah, I, I, and especially with what's going on with Obama now, with everything that's coming out with uh, what he's done and his corruption, it, it's oh. unlikely. That, uh, any I want to comment on something real quick. I know we're, we're so I got a gal that I follow on, on my Instagram channel, very awake, very, yeah, amazing, amazing woman. I, and I've got, I, I can send them to you if you want. She watched 1.2 million, 1.2 million tweets deleted from, from Twitter within a matter of minutes. She looked up Obamagate, the keyword for Obamagate. Mm -hmm. It came back with two, 1.2 million results she went back three minutes later put it in it was gone i they told you the same thing happened to me that's what i meant that when i yeah, there was something i went after to, to trump gate yeah yeah people you're being fed yes. uh, from an agenda you're being fed from an agenda i don't it doesn't matter if you're democrat or republican you're being fed a biased agenda unless you do your work and get outside that of what you like I said, what I do when I find something that I know, because now I know, right? But as soon as I can read it or watch it or whatever it is, and I know that's going to get pulled off, I, I either download it or I have it transcribed. I have, um, I use Designer and I put the URL in there and, and, and Designer uh, transcribes 
um, it instantly. Uh, and now I have some of those because that that's right. a brilliant idea. That's yeah. a brilliant idea. Those two doctors that that was pulled, I, I transcribed that whole uh, hour long uh, discussion uh, wow. out of Bakersfield. But uh, yeah, it's real because, like I said, the, the Stacey Abrams stuff that I went back to show my kit was gone. Everything was gone. I, w- I couldn't find it on Google. I couldn't find it on Twitter uh, where I originally saw it all. It was just all wiped and gone. Wow. The power behind those guys. Well, you know what, Jeff? You know, funny enough, the numbers stayed fairly consistent. Um, so uh, people apparently were interested in what you had to say. And I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm glad we had that conversation this afternoon about the other thing that led to this. Um, and I hope it helped with you understanding how it works on the back end. And what yes, you can yes. see, but what I'm doing, that kind of stuff. Uh, another thing is this: uh, make sure that your guest has uh, earphones in. That's uh, that's where that echo comes from. So if you mm. plug in there to your um, earphone port on your computer and just put it one in one ear, uh, if that's what you want to do, or even wireless Bluetooth wireless is is fine okay. too. That Good that enough. that will cause because sometimes there is echo, sometimes there's not. But that's the thing that that takes away that echo. If we okay. That's good right now, right, like right now, it's not happening. Just a second ago, it started happening again. It's kind of bizarre, but uh, the the uh, earphones make that happen. All right, Amy Phelps. Oh, Amy was on the whole time and didn't even let us know. Thank you, Amy, for watching. Uh, and yeah, if you watch um, uh, the replay and you're watching the replay, if you wouldn't mind commenting, the comments and the uh, you know the emotions of what you liked and didn't like, thumbs up, thumbs down, and, and hearts, and all that kind of stuff, help push the video out for other people to see. So the way that you can pay me if you like the content is by either sharing, which is a great thing, share to your audience, uh, into your, um, uh, you know, your viewers, the people that follow you, uh, and then also commenting and, uh, and, and anything you want, any questions. If you don't like anything that we said, if, you know, especially Jeff, he, he's very polarizing. If you would just, have, uh, you know, if you can't stand him, say you don't like him. That's okay. We like that. As long as it's a comment. You know, I'll take any kind of comment. It doesn't matter. All right. That's it, Jeff. You have been fantastic. Thank you for your time. That was a very long time to be on a broadcast. And so I, I, I appreciate it. your time. That was great. Love it. I could, I, I could still go on. I have way more things I could talk to you about. We need to go and have a beer together. Well, I mean, I, I'll come back on, man. I love this. All this right. is great. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. Talk to you later. Have a great, great night. Uh, see you later. Bye. Thank you.